0: name of Jesus Christ. So we're finishing the series three and I'm excited about it. I hope that you have learned something about the Holy Spirit as we've been talking about the third person in the Godhead and the third person in the Trinity. I won't be long with you uh, this morning, but go with me to John chapter 16. Uh, John chapter 16. I believe there's a word there. Uh, We've been in John chapter 16 a lot. Um, I hope you've been blessed by uh, our Tuesday nights. Myself, uh, Pastor Dom and Pastor OG, we call them here at TCF. We've been having a thrill being uh, with you guys in your homes on Tuesday nights and sharing and breaking open the word of God with you. If you've been blessed by that, let us know. Uh, We definitely uh, look to, you know, make sure that all of us are growing together. But I want to conclude this series uh um talking about the holy spirit's role in the world. I want to I want to I want to conclude it with this because we are preparing. He's already here but Pentecost is when we celebrate his arrival. When we celebrate the arrival of the holy spirit um in the earth realm um and him being with us. So I want to take your attention to John chapter 16 and uh we're going to go straight to verse 8 through 11. Verse eight through 11. And I just want to break open some things there to you um, that was going to help us. All right. That's going to be beneficial to you. All right. John, chapter 16, verse eight, it says. And when he has come, when he has come speaking, Jesus is speaking specifically about the Holy Spirit. He will convict. I want you to say convict, convict. He will convict. That's what we're going to deal with. The world, the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Verse nine says that of sin, because they do not believe in me. Hmm. That's interesting there. They do not believe in me. And then verse 10 says of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. And then verse 11, Jesus goes into detail of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. The ruler of this world is just so I'm going to talk to you uh, this morning about the Holy Spirit's role in the world and and concluding and summing this up. Uh, I want to first help you to understand uh, this morning uh, when we come down to the Holy Spirit and his role in the world, the Holy Spirit makes us God conscious. I want you to write that down. The Holy Spirit makes us God conscious. It gives us a conscious Of The things of God, he he makes us alert. He he makes us alert. He makes us aware. Uh, The only way that a person will really come to faith is and, and really is drawn to the father unless the Holy Spirit illuminates or open up their eyes to see where they are supposed to be in Christ or where they can or where they could potentially be in Christ. And that decision is on the person to then to to, then to then take what has been revealed and then move from there. All right. So he makes us God conscious. And one of the things that Jesus says about the role of the Holy Spirit is that he would convict. And the ancient Greek word for this, this means to expose. It means to refute. It means to convince. It has a more broader and deeper um, uh, definition than what our than what our definition is. It it goes deep. It it has the idea to expose. And it has the uh, uh, and it's the idea that he is here to convince. So his role in the world is to convince the world. Of, uh, of of uh, of to convince, and also to expose. That means to bring to light the darkness that we are potentially in. The only way you came to Christ is realizing that the Holy Spirit helping you realize your need of a Savior. And in you being now convinced in the fact that there is a savior, his name's Jesus. He became sin. Oh, my God. He knew no sin became sin that you may be made the righteousness um, that you may be made righteous of God. And so the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Holy Spirit that makes you aware. You have an awareness of your sinful nature. You have an awareness of where you are in your position with you and God, that there has been some tension that was there due to sin. However, Jesus being the mediator has made it available that through Jesus, you and I can be redeemed. All right, I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere this morning. The reality is ladies and gentlemen that Jesus says that number 1 that the Holy Spirit, he he the Holy Spirit is a convictor. Oh my God, he comes with conviction. He he he, he comes to convict the world. Not only the world, but he comes the, the what you experience as believers, we experience the conviction of God because we are now aware. When you are now aware of something, you that it has the idea that now that you're aware, that now that that there that, that there's a change that should happen there that there is a change that should happen. There's a change in the way that we behave because the reality is, is that we were born into, the psalmist says that we were born into sin. And so the Holy Spirit being a, a, a change agent, a an agent of change and transformation in our lives, it's transforming us out of that w- old way of mind and into the new man, which is in Christ Jesus, having a more God conscious, having a more God understanding, of that I cannot live a my live a life that is full of sin, but now I'm living a life that is pressing forward to righteousness. And there's three areas of which the Holy Spirit comes to convict, to bring exposure to and to convince us. In number one, the Bible lets us know, and Jesus says it right here, that he comes to convict the world of sin. But then in verse nine, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus goes specifically and tells them, what is he coming to convict them for? It is the sin of unbelief. It is the sin of unbelief. Verse nine says it right here of sin because they do not believe in me. The reality is, let me help somebody who may not know this. You do not go to hell. Uh, You do not go to hell based upon sin. You go to I mean, you don't go to hell based upon sin. You go to hell because of unbelief. And unbelief, ladies and gentlemen, as we see here, is the sin. The sin of your unbelief has led you it will lead you into destruction. In other words, what it's saying, you not believing on the Son of God. you not believing in the, in the finished work of the cross and what Jesus has made available to you for eternal life, ladies and gentlemen. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is going to lead you to destruction. If you do not believe in that, he's saying that I come. The Holy Spirit is coming to convict the world of the of its unbelief. When I think about it this way, there were certain things. Everybody, we don't understand that there's certain things that Jesus could not do. He could not do miracles in certain places because of their level of unbelief. I like it. What it says in Hebrews chapter three, Hebrews chapter three. It says it like there. I, I like this. Verse seven says, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, this is what the Hebrew writer says. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the days of trial in the wilderness. And then verse 12 says, <clears throat> verse 12 says, beware, brother, lest there uh, there be any of you. An evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. And departing from the living God, ladies and gentlemen, these come into expose and reveal to you, ladies and gentlemen, and, 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 and then convict the world of its unbelief. Convict the world of this unbelief. To say, hey, you cannot trust and rely on your own strength. You have to trust in God. You have to rely on God. You have to depend on God. He's coming to convict, to bring some correction and say, hey, knock, knock, knock. Jesus is the one you need to trust in. Because of what he's done for you and I through his finished work of the cross. Guess what? You do not have to live with this full load. But if you only would believe in him, if you would rely on him and not rely on anything else outside of him, if you would just rely on God, I'm telling you now, it will make a whole difference. So he's coming to convict the world. And here's the thing. When the Holy Spirit is speaking to some of us, And speaking to those and you're saying, oh, does everybody go to heaven? No, everybody doesn't make it to heaven. The reason why everybody makes it to heaven, because not everybody believes in the the, the true son of the, the, believes in the true son of the living God because of unbelief. Ladies and gentlemen, unbelief is so bad because it will cause you to miss the promises of God. And it is causing many people to the, miss the the promise of God. And that promise of God is eternal life. When I think about the children of Israel and I think about how when Moses' generation, how their unbelief caused them to miss the promised land. And because it caused them to miss the promised land, they despised the very promise that God was going to give them because of their unbelief. And because of their unbelief, they missed out on the blessing and the blessing was then transferred to their sons and daughters all because they did not believe. And I come to challenge you this morning that, yes, I know that there is trouble and going on right now. Yes, I know that there circumstances that may be a uh, has has arisen in your life and, and things are going on and there's a lot of uncertainty. But here is where I come. Oh, my God, as a mouthpiece of God to your home this morning to let you know to trust in God and do not lean on your own understanding. And this word might be convicting you right now in your own unbelief because you don't believe that god will be, be uh, will be able to sustain you or to be able to preserve you through this uncertain time but i'm telling you Tom oh my god i'm trying to encourage you to more this morning to help you understand that god is faithful and he is just and he will preserve you if you keep your faith in him if you keep your faith in him if you believe that come on and comment amen Hallelujah, that he will sustain you, that he is a con- that the, the Holy Spirit comes to convict. He does not come to condemn. He doesn't come to bring shame to you. No, he comes to bring correction in order to help. Oh, my God, to help grow you, to help help you be aware so that you can walk in the things of God. Are you hearing me? That he co- he will convict the world of sin he will expose their sinful nature he will expose the unbelief that lies within and so after he exposes then what he will do is convince you here is it here it is let me let me let me explain this to you number two he convicts the world of sin and not not only that but he convicts the world of righteousness in other words what he's then going to convince you that hey the world, you and I are stubborn. Come on, let's be honest. I want to see you out there. If you're stubborn, wave your hand at me. Let me wave your hand at me. He's coming to convince you of your stubbornness to say, guess what? Hello. Hey, can I tell you something? You are not righteous. Here is the good news of the gospel. Because there is no good in any, uh, in, in any of us, Jesus became that. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Jesus became that for us, that all we have to do is now move in the righteousness of God because he because on when he oh my god when he said it is finished and you confess with your mouth and you believed in your heart of uh, uh, oh my god that jesus is lord and that god raised him from the dead that means that jesus righteousness was then imputed it was put upon us oh my god oh my goodness in this room i'm so glad about that because there is no not one who is righteous but jesus is righteous and we come under his righteousness because he imputed it on us the moment his blood became oh my god to oh my god without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin but i thank god the holy spirit comes to convince you to say hey you don't have you are. there's no good within you but there's good in christ and through living through him and believing on the son of god that righteousness can be imputed upon us Hallelujah. You can live a righteous a, a, a life living to the standard of God through Jesus the Christ. Are you hearing me? Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad about that this morning. That is not on my own doing. It's not on my own will. Let me show you something. First, Timothy. First, Timothy, chapter two, verse five. Can I show you something? But there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, verse 6, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time here can i help you the holy spirit comes ladies and gentlemen to convince you that there is one mediator that is jesus the man christ jesus hallelujah but not only was he the man but he was god at the same time and with him being the mediator ladies and gentlemen his righteousness has been oh my god poured out on us and he's saying look i'm here to bring this to light to you i'm coming to illuminate to you and let you you know this morning and the holy spirit is speaking right to you right now whoever's right watching me you cannot live up to the standard of god without the holy spirit but it is through the holy spirit convincing you and letting you know that it's through jesus christ where you can live this righteous life i'm telling you now you can live to the standard of god through the son of god not through yourself not on your own accord but he comes to expose that, convince you of this truth that through Jesus, the Christ, the son of God, his righteousness has been poured out upon you, imputed among you because he is the mediator. And when Jesus was on the cross, he was making mediation. He was bridging the gap. He was bridging the divide. Hallelujah. Between man and God and that and, and what was standing between man and God was sin. And Jesus said, I'm going to take on something. Oh, my God. And they were like, Oh, Jesus, I'm going to take on something that I'm not so that they can have a perfect and right relationship with God. Because the law was not. Oh, my God, was not strong enough in, in the idea that men could not live up to this holy standard oh my god that god had said because of the holiness of god therefore god said if i can't bring oh my god if nobody else can do it i'm gonna come down myself i'll prepare a body for myself and i will bring and bridge the gap that they can't do on their own i will become that thing that i discussed so that they could be made righteous whoo hallelujah Hallelujah. I'm coming to convince somebody today who's on a break and say, I don't know if I'm going to give my life to Christ. I don't know if I could do that. No, it's through Christ. The Bible says in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ. I can live a righteous life through Christ. I can be holy through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. That gives me the strength. Are you hearing me? If you're hearing me shout hallelujah in the comments right there. I can do all things through Christ that gives me the strength. And the Holy Spirit comes to convince you of this truth this morning. Hallelujah. To convince the world of this truth. Hallelujah. That you can't be right, because here's the thing people think that they're righteous in their own eyes. The Holy Spirit said, ha, ha ha, that's funny. You still got fault. You are still sinful. But guess what? Through Jesus Christ, that's when you're really good. Oh, I'm a good person. Good people make it into heaven. You are absolutely wrong. There's people who are sinful, prideful, but they realize that they can't, they don't have it in themselves to save themselves, but they understand because the Holy Spirit has illuminated to them. Uh, that the righteousness of God has been given to those who would believe on the Son of God who Oh, I just wanna be a good person. That's nice. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's nice. But let me tell you something. No matter what deeds you do, I don't care how many times you give to the poor, I don't care how many times you let somebody go past you in traffic and don't cuss at you. I don't care. I don't care what you do. Ladies and gentlemen, it will never be good enough to live up to the standard of God. And that's why Jesus came. Are you hearing me this morning? Let me fast. Number three. Number three. The Holy Spirit comes to convict the world of judgment. In other words, what, he, what that means, because the ruler of this world is judged. The ruler of this world, he's coming to remind you and, and warn the world of its coming judgment. Of its coming judgment. In other words, where the devil is then casted out. And all of those who did not believe will be casted out. Hey, I'm coming to I'm coming to warn you. I'm giving you a warning. I'm coming to tell you the truth. I'm coming to let you know, hey, the Son of God, his righteousness has been poured out. If you believe, there's a coming judgment act that's coming. I hear some people, because we're in a pandemic, they're saying, is this the end of the world? This can't be the end of the world because the Holy Spirit is still on the earth. <laughs> oh, my God. The moment the Holy Spirit is lifted upon this earth, that means the people of God has been raptured. And with that being taken place, then you will understand that the end of the world is now here and you are in the judgment of God. Are you hearing me? The reality is, is that the Holy Spirit comes to warn of the judgment. I know you don't want to hear messages like this, but the reality is, is that not only can I go as far, I'm not going to stay on context, but can I take something, uh, not only but come, the Holy Spirit comes to warn you about certain decisions. Hey, I wouldn't do that if I were you. How many of you all listen to the voice? You're like, hmm, what is this? Oh, man. What is this I hear? No, that's the Holy Spirit. Strong warnings that God, that the that, that God through the Holy Spirit is trying to give you, concerning your life. Hey, I wouldn't. Ha- I would be careful about how much I share with that person. Hey, I wouldn't. Man, I would check out if I would marry that person or not. Come on, somebody. Has anybody out there, let me come on, talk to me. Has anybody out there have heard the warnings of the Holy Spirit trying to help and guide your life? But how many of us take, oh my God, really take his warnings, into, uh, take his warnings to heart and say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. Let me tell you something, a lot of things you could have avoided if you took heed to the warnings of God that was given by the Spirit of God. And let me tell you something, a lot of things and a lot of people, if they would have took heed and if they wouldn't have hardened them, Vo- they would not harden their hearts unto rebellion if they wouldn't oh my God today if you hear our voice do not harden harden not your heart but because the hearts of so many are hardened they don't take heed to the warnings because it's all about myself and gratifying the flesh can I help you the Holy Spirit comes to convict you, for those who are believers, stop being, stop getting upset with the conviction of the Holy Spirit, because the conviction of the Holy Spirit, way it's something, let me be honest, sometimes it does not feel good when you get, when you feel convicted, it's like, man, really missed the mark here, but guess what? It's having a realization of it, which the Holy Spirit does to make you aware it is growing you. It is not to tear you down. Can I help somebody? He's not here to tear you down. He's here to build you up and who you've been called to be from the very foundation of the world. That is what the Holy Spirit is trying to do for you and I. Are you hearing me this morning? That's what he's trying to do for you and I. Stop, stop, stop. Oh, I'm feeling condemned. Stop. No. No. He comes to convict, to convince you and to refute. And come on, not only, oh my God, to to refute the lies of the devil that tries to plague your mind. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I, I come to encourage you this morning to let somebody know the Holy Spirit's role in the world is to be the agent of transformation. Because the way that he transform is through conviction. You can't be transformed without the conviction of the God. Oh, my God. Ah, you can't run from the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That's how that's how you're being. That's how you grow in God consciousness. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you now, as I close. The Holy Spirit. Is in the world. To bring men and women. To the understanding of God. And guess what? You will not say in that day, Lord, I did not know. You can't say. it. The Spirit of God has been sent on the world sent on the earth to expose and bring this to light. It is up to you and what you do with the information. Are you hearing me? It is up to you what you do with the information. You make that decision, you make that choice. And this is my plea to you. If you're saying, Pastor B, I want to give my life to Christ right after hearing this. I want to challenge you right now. The doors of this church online is open. (laughs) The family of God is uh, the, the doors of the family of God is never closed. It's always open. I want to invite you into knowing Jesus this morning. I want to invite you in knowing my savior. His name is Jesus. I'm telling you. Romans 3, verse 23 says, For all have sinned. There ain't nothing there. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's no righteousness in any of us. But what makes us righteous is Jesus Christ. I want to extend salvation to you today. It's as simple as believing in your heart and confessing in your mouth confessing in your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved today. You want to rededicate your life to Christ? Guess what? Jesus has never left anywhere. His arms are always open wide. He's saying, you come to me. I I haven't changed. I'm I'm still here. It's you who walked away from the relationship. Come on back. Do not harden. Harden not your heart. Today if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your heart unto rebellion. Don't harden your heart. Don't be stubborn. Come to Jesus today. If you want to partner your if you want to partner with TCF, let me tell you something. We need all the help we can get in this movement. I want you to partner with us. I don't care where you are from. I don't care where in the world you are at. I want you to partner with TCF. If you're saying there's something that's being said that is connecting you to this altar here at TCF, I want you to be a part. I want to be able to pastor you. I want to lead you. I want you to be in this this community together. Let's learn. Let's grow together as we look to connect lives to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. That is our vision here. It's to connect lives. No matter what walks of life you've come from, no matter what you struggle with, we want to connect you to the person that got the answers to it. We want to connect you to the, his love and his power that is unexplainable and that is unmatched. I want to connect you to Jesus today. Oh man, I feel a great presence that is coming, that is in this room. I feel it right now. I want you to know he's with you. He's with you, he's with you.